Welcome, everyone, to another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the legal podcast that provides easy-to-understand information about estate and business planning to help you, your family, and your business. And now, the jovial gents of jurisprudence, Mike Betts and Spencer Chaffin. Hey, guys, this is Mike Betts with BC Counselors at Law, and we're here on another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. Spencer, are you here, Spencer? I'm here. I feel like we should change our name, though, because is anything we do ever brief? No, it's not. It's not. In fact, even the name of our law firm is, is not, not brief. brief. <laughs> it's BC Counselors at Law, comma PLLC. God. So I was talking to somebody just a couple days ago. So I, my days are all running together. So this is June 9th. Today is June 9th. Okay. So for those of you that wonder, sometimes we post these podcasts a little bit later, but I'm having a conversation maybe just a couple days ago. So like, let's say June 6th, right? The anniversary of D-Day. Yep. Right? Right. And somebody asked me, why the hell did you go with BC counselors at law? And this is the honest truth. And this was my response. Because I had tried 30 different names and I was pissed and just out of pure frustration with the Secretary of State of Texas, this doesn't go through bccounselorsatlaw.com is our domain and bccounselorsatlaw. And then much to my chagrin. It worked. It worked. And I was like, I was relieved, but then immediately disgusting. Well, and we were both excited because like we were like, hey, we finally got a company. We've got a name. It got filed. And then we started writing it out yeah, over and over yeah, and over. But just so you guys know <laughs> how tenacious we are and stubborn, lesser folk might have just thrown in the towel, come to a realization like, we got it, we're happy. And then like a day or two later, so this is back in 2017, yep. a day or two later, like other folks, weaker men and women would have said, Actually, you know what? Let's change the name to something else. We got it, an entity formed. We can do, we'll do simple name change and then do all of our marketing and everything moving forward on something smaller, shorter, easier, more pizzazz, but not me and Spencer. We said, damn it, we are going to make this work. And so I'm looking at Spencer's, (laughs) I'm looking at his shirt. He's got a logo and it says BC counselors at law. BC counselors at law. And we just like force it down people's throats every day. What is your email? Mbets at BC counselors at law.com. And you got to say, hey, that last at is actually spelled out because yes. they think it's another at, like at symbol. So here's what I do. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you my email. It's long. And then I'll like, I'll tell it to you. Then I'm going to spell it. It's my first initial M, my last name, Bets. B-E-T-T-S, because people, they F that up, at B-C-C-O-U-N as in Nancy. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you do it exactly like I do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is awful, but we love our name. Yeah. S is in Sam, E-L-O-R, S is in Sam, A-T, not at sign, A-T-L-A-W.com. Let me give that to you again. Mbets at BC Counselors at Law, Mbets, B-E-T-T-S, at B-C-C-O-U-N as in Nancy, 
<laughs> right? <laughs> S is in Sam, so, E-L-O-R-S. And then, by the way, I took a pause just a second ago because every time I lose track of where I am, uh-huh. spelling our god-awful B-C-C-O-U-N. <laughs> where was I? Oh, and then I'm respelling it. S is in Sam, E-L-O-R-S is in Sam, L-A-W dot com. Okay, guys, that was ridiculous, right? I do that every day at least a dozen times. So here's two ways I deal with that. One is the way that you just dealt with, but I'm usually at my desk and I've got a cork board or a pin board or whatever they want to call it with my business card thumbtack to it so I can read it. I got it memorized, but even when you try and say it memorized, you're going to screw it up. So I read it. The second way I do it is like, what's your email address? I'll email you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And that's truly because you guys get the flavor of the hell that is our name, BC Counselors at Law, but because we are loyal, stubborn, dedicated, like that is the name that will go on forever. Think about if we ever have a partner that's like, hey, I want to be a partner. We're changing the name. No, it's not ego. It's not. Because it's just like we don't want to have BC? to deal with it. No, what is BC? Nobody even knows what BC is. We don't even have our names in the firm. Spencer, like all the attorneys virtually, like you see some, they have their name because they want that notoriety. Right. Like they've got the attorney ego, but not us. We're BC. And the funny part is, is a lot of times in initial meetings with clients, I'm telling them about our firm, you and me. And I always say, so Mike is Mike Betts. He makes up the B and I make up the C. And they, and a lot of times they go, oh. Yeah, they never yeah. put it together. It's completely under the radar. And so the BC has transcended you and me. Now, here's Spencer. the thing, though. If we ever get a partner, their last name has to start with an A. ABC counselors. <laughs> I like that, dude. That's actually very good. That's very good. I have good ideas every now and then. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, the BC counselors at law. Oh my God, dude. And I blame the Texas Secretary of State. Oh, 100%. And all those other companies that had the domain names that we were looking for already being used. Yeah, dude. Like literally, there are bets and chaffins. There was BC counselors. Like that's one of them that we wanted was just BC counselors. Yeah, that's taken. For the domain. Like it's gone. It's gone. (laughs) Like why? Like, let's be real. I think they were based out of Florida. Let's be real. BC counselors, like, that wasn't that clever. It's not. And people get it confused with like, oh, you're counselors. I need to come talk to a psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. You can pay us a lot. We're not a psychiatrist, but we'll listen. Exactly. So that that (laughs) helped us dodge a bullet because at least now people are like counselors at law. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's great. But then, yeah, like bets and chafin, chafin and bets, like these exist. How many chafins are there? Like, I don't get the feeling you're, there's a lot of chafins, well, there's but a, shocking yeah. number who are lawyers. Right. But let me like go a step further. Who are lawyers that have partnered with a bets? <laughs> like what? It doesn't make any sense. Watch them be retired now. And the, they've already closed up their business. Yeah, oh, probably. I don't feel like there's any other bets and chafins or chafins and betses that have our staying power, our stamina. Ask anybody about Spencer Stamina, and they'll tell you, this is a guy that can last for at least many minutes, right? For what? A podcast. Oh. 
Perfect. On to uh, NIL news. Okay. So the, the, the NIL. Name, Which we've talked about yeah. in previous podcasts, but go ahead, reiterate what it is. Name image likeness is what NIL means. And so that's just intellectual property over, over yourself. yourself. So, so just quick recap. It's a way for college athletes to make money off of themselves in regards to being a student athlete, so to speak. Yeah. So historically, there were rules against endorsements. Paying kids, paying yeah, players, uh, kids. Helping them. Yeah. I consider them kids, even though there's some like in their early 20s. But now that I'm so they're much so older, young. they're all just children. No, they're, no, they're so young. <laughs> yeah. And the student athletes yeah. have incredibly difficult schedules because not only do they have travel commitments yeah. and practice, they've got class. Like it's really, really hard. And a lot of the student athletes don't come from the most affluent backgrounds. Right. And so while they are getting their school paid for- Maybe. Maybe, and not always, but right. because a lot of people will say, well, you're getting a scholarship. Well, that's the case. Anybody who has gone to college knows that there are tons of expenses that- you still got to pay to get your laundry done. Exactly. And you just don't have time to get jobs oftentimes. Right. Like it's just an impossibility because of the pressure that's put on the programs. And then the programs are generating- massive amounts of revenues from certain sports right. and certain individuals. And so for those that aren't 100% aware of it, finally, I think folks started thinking more sensibly that we need to we need to make it possible for them to earn money. And the way you implement that now, if we can all agree to that, which I think most agree, the question is implementation. Hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break so that way you can hear from our sponsors, but we'll be right back with more legal info to help you, your family, and your business right here on the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. This episode of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief is brought to you by Alfredo Robledo Certified Public Accountant PC. Alfredo has been licensed as a certified public accountant since 1984 and is located in Grapevine, Texas. Alfredo can help with many different tax matters, ranging from filing individual and business tax returns, trust and estate filings, as well as bookkeeping services for your business. You can contact Alfredo at 817-421-0720 or find him at grapevinecpa.com. and I'm almost a teenager. I have a real problem. My daddy and my grandfather love pie. For my daddy, it's apple. For my poppy, it's anything lemon. But they won't bring me any pie. I don't think that's fair. They always go to Judy Pie on Main Street in Grapevine, where Miss Judy and her bakers make 20 different kinds of pies and cinnamon rolls on the weekend. But I don't get any. They tell me I can have pie when I'm a teenager, like pie is only for grown-ups or something. Can someone please call my daddy and my poppy and tell them I need pie? In the meantime, you can go to JudyPie.com, or if you're in Grapevine, Texas, visit Judy Pie on Main Street. And if my daddy or my poppy are there, tell them that Kaya wants a piece of pie. We're back, and you're listening to the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the podcast providing legal info to help you, your family, and your business. The question is implementation. And so what happened is the NCAA 
changed its rules effectively to allow under certain, like in my view, really, really uh, broad categories, broad in a sense of deregulated, like they kind of just left it up to the schools. And then the schools can make policy, but the states entered or created state legislation that basically detailed what can be done. So it's really kind of a, a state to state, like when I say case by case, like you would have to care about that. And maybe there's a consistency in the law. I haven't done a full survey, but I generally know Oklahoma and at least what Oklahoma had implemented is pretty straightforward. But I think the general consensus, and, and if folks know better than me, I'll defer to that, but the general consensus that I'm hearing and some prominent coaches, which Spencer's about to talk about, have pretty much suggested across the country, it's kind of a wild west. It's a wild west. It's exactly so, what I was so, so, so when I say there's a variability, I think that the idea is the laws were all passed and they're all so, so permissive that it's a wild west. So Spencer, what's happening now? So they've been doing this for a couple of years. You've heard about nine-year-olds getting NIL deals, maybe nine's too young, but like 12-year-olds, like kids in junior high, like there's like people who are getting these NIL deals. And then there are some student athletes that are getting just an insane amount of money. Right. And then others that aren't getting anything. And again, there is always going to be whoever has the draw and you should earn to your potential. So I'm not advocating that's right or wrong, but that's kind of where it's been, right? Right. And even with that, it's based off potential, not necessarily performance. Because back in 2022, there was an offer for a Miami recruit, which I think this all fell through, but there was a Miami, University of Miami quarterback recruit got a $9.5 million NIL deal. Kid hadn't played a single game things of that nature. But where's all that money coming from? Well, it's not coming from the universities per se. Some are, some aren't, or there's subdivisions like committee or departments of the university where there may have been donations, what have you. This is really really a lot of outside money, things of that nature. These are the boosters. Nick Saban, for better or for worse, you either love him, you hate him. There's really no in-between, I feel like, with him. He's had some controversial comments. I believe last season he did a jab at Texas A&M that they were buying all of their players because they were just throwing NIL money at all these players. Well, here recently, he's been, I guess, requesting the U.S. Congress to kind of level a playing field. And there's still more info coming out as of this recording, but it was basically kind of making a salary cap for the teams. To say, you know what, let's try and make it fair so that way, you know, say Phil Knight, the Nike guy who has unlimited money, Oregon, he he doesn't donate a billion dollars to Oregon, so Oregon go pay $10 million to all their football players. I know that's that's silly, but that's that's an example of like to prevent something from that. But Nike's a really good example, though, because, I mean, Nike's the Jordan brand. You know what I mean? And if Nike is controlling the deals like oh like, and the, well, the like, jersey like using all of that yeah. yeah i mean like like this is something i don't know but i think it might be illustrative of whether there is a problem or not because what i'm hearing is nick saban says hey 
I'm having no problem at Alabama, and Alabama's having no problem. Right. I'm not talking about recruiting, but like even NIL. Like these guys. Oh, some of the numbers I was getting, looking at. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Right. So Alabama, even though it's in Tuscaloosa, there's nothing around it. Right. Like because in the NBA, as an example, or the NFL, the major cities, the major markets mm-hmm. tend. The thinking was get better players. Right. Because those bigger players, if they're in playing in New York City, they, they can, can get well. They can get better. Yeah. Well, because like your brands yeah. want you to be in that market. There's more people, and so like a West Coast Lakers, you've got a, unlimited a, a, funds basically. Yeah. And maybe technology has changed that, and it's worked out. But that's why the smaller markets, like OKC, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Memphis, you always they kind of get lumped together if they're considered small markets. Small markets. So they want to protect those smaller markets by putting in these implementations of yeah. salary caps, things of that nature. So that way, you know, Boston doesn't go buy five players. They could do enough to get two really, maybe three really good players. But yeah, it's easy for the sponsorships. And so the teams in places where it's easier to get sponsorships don't take over. And, and in college football, that's like really scary in a sense, because take USC, right? That's Pierre's the love of his life, right? He loves those Trojans. I mean, USC has incredible donor base. Right, absolutely. Particularly in entertainment, right? Like that's what these kids want. They want those dollars. That's what's lucrative right now. Now, social media has helped maybe make things more accessible to even Joe Blow in Oklahoma City. But the idea is, man, my fear was how could a USC not just dominate getting all the best players. And I'm not saying all the best players pan out. Like, so these talented kids sometimes don't pan out. Like the five stars just aren't the great. But if everyone you're getting is a five star, you increase your likelihood. And so going back to Nike, Phil Knight controls Nike and these kids love Nike. I mean, Under Armour's cool, but Nike. And if you've got to deal with Nike and we know how much he's given Oregon, like, Nike yeah. in Oregon yeah. is the thing. And so they just throw out some deals that no one can compete with. Like you come to Oregon, you got this deal. I mean, I think Saban has a point, but my question is, has that been happening? Because right. I, no. with all due respect to Oregon, I mean, they're solid, but I but still don't I was thinking the like same it's... thing. Like they're a good example of it doesn't always pan out. Like Phil Knight has... Like the facilities there. If you've ever looked at them. Oh, it's nice. And I'm yeah. not talking just football. Like all of it's so stinking nice, top of the line, great stuff. But that doesn't always mean you're going to get a championship caliber team. But it's just intriguing now that it's, okay, well, we want these kids to get paid what they're worth, meaning what someone's willing to pay them, so to speak. And if someone thinks they're worth $10 million while someone else thinks they're worth 500,000, well, of course the 10 million is going to pay him and they're going to take the money. I'd be the same thing. Someone probably thinks I'm worth $10. If someone thought I was worth $100, I'd go with them. You know, that's just reality. It's all about supply and demand. And I get where Nick Saban's coming from because there is that concern of, you know, we'll talk Oklahoma State, Stillwater. We're big OU fans, but even then, Stillwater has a good program, but no one goes, man, I really want to move there because of the place. Well, okay. I'm not a big USC fan, but I'll tell you right now, 
I'd pick Southern California over OU location wise, so to speak. Like if I'm not being looked there, well, I'll go where I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a cool place. So I think it's going to be intriguing on how this gets dealt with because you know the students are going to probably not back this idea for the fact of if it's going to limit what they can make. Well, of course. But then who represents them? Is it the NCAA? Is it them individually? And think about the kids that can't afford an attorney. Like, who's got these kids' backs? It's really kind of hard to think about that. Yeah, no, you're right. And it looks like it. Sorry, I was doing a search to see how these boosters have been influencing. And it's been a serious problem. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a more serious problem now that they can freely go, okay, now we'll show you the money in public, not under the table. And the NCAA, it looks like, has tried to curtail and rein it in. So maybe federal legislation is the only way is, is important. I don't know that because who trusts that the NCAA is going to do anything right? You right. know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I you know, it's a delicate deal, a delicate balance because one, I like college football being competitive. You know, 100%. I like it. But then by the same token, I love the students making money, you know, like I, like I think that they should. But, you know, like in the NFL, for example, and other sports, there's always like a minimum, right? And it's almost, and I, I get it, this, that we don't always like collective bargaining and, and unions, but you've got the players associations and the players associations, effectively, this isn't technically the way it is, but think of it as like, they collect all the money right. and they make sure that it gets distributed right by saying, hey, teams, you'll have to pay our guys, even ones that are not Superstar, superstars, yeah. this, and it's fair because they're contributing and you're making a ton of money off of this theoretically. And so take care of them. And then the superstars can go and make their own deals. Maybe that is a structure that is the right way. And we talk about with the kids, like salary caps, you know what I mean? Salary caps aren't hurting the kids. The salary caps are hurting the teams. Well, but then you got to look at, so I went to a football wise before they changed it. It's now FCS, but there was D1AA when I was there, so to speak. And I mean, you don't necessarily go to Charleston Southern University to to be a football star. Enjoyed watching them. They're fun, but you're not there to necessarily make it to the NFL. However, we did have a player make it to the NFL. He was a receiver. He was a senior my freshman year. I had a couple classes with him. Dude, that's cool. It was, yeah. kinda, it was really kind of cool. Yeah. I ended up also playing in uh, the Canadian Football League. Anyways, well, think about those schools. Like, yeah. are there going to be any NIL deals there? Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. Like, are you going to have to force those schools to pay the players too? Like, so if you do a salary cap, so to speak, for all schools based off their oh, divisions, yeah. it's like, well, we don't have that kind of money. Yeah. No, it, well, it, we it, don't have the money. Or, you know, yeah. it's, do we shutter the football program? Like, it's a mess. But you, yeah. know, you know what's funny, though, is if you just let the kids do some of their stuff, is there not an opportunity for these big players? Because, again, here's the other thing we're talking about. Like, we're really talking about the big names. Right, correct. Isn't that right? Yeah. Like, the big names. I mean, doesn't YouTube and Twitter and well, I don't, I don't Twitch, know how to monetize, things, how to monetize yeah. these yeah. things. But YouTube's the easy one. Doesn't that make it easier? Or even OnlyFans. No, well, that's actually what I was reading is some of the 
current like top three projected NIL deals, so to speak, they haven't played a single game in college yet. One of them's Bronny James. And they were talking about it's because of his social media following. You know, he got his name out there. They were saying he's ranked the number 24th basketball player in the U.S. So he's not even top 10 athlete in that sport. And that's based off what that article is saying. But he did himself a favor, one, by having the last name James. But he curtailed that into, yeah, I'm going to put my name out there. He does a lot of streaming, things of that nature. So he helped himself yeah. compared to some of these guys that maybe not have done that. Well, yeah. they could have maybe made a little bit more if they would have done that. And so that they were kind of talking about that too of how well you get your name out there before you even make it to college yeah. will help with that. So it's, you know. It's an interesting concept. Well, guys, yep. this was kind of just a fun. Uh, Since we had talked about it before, there's some more news percolating. Yeah. It's fun to touch base on that, especially after the OU's women's softball team yeah. winning three in a row. Think about the money they could make. Yeah, actually, that's the thing about being a winner. Well, just the softball program in general. Like, it's so incredible what they're doing. Right. Like, I hope they get that sort of recognition. Obviously, softball is not like football in any world, but man, like, Patty Gasso. They set a, they tied a record and set a record this year. So one record that they broke was uh, most consecutive wins. And then they tied three other schools to be the third school to win three consecutive championships. It's crazy what they're doing. And the thing is this, I know in the playoffs, they like, were like, oh my goodness, is OU going to not make it right into the World Series? But I mean, this team, like, it seems like every year, especially when it comes to playoff season, like they just change yeah. and they just steal dreams. And we're talking, <laughs> no, we're talking softball, but it's like utter domination. Yeah. And the uh, other team, you see them just break, like Stanford. They had a great saw, pitcher, but once they broke the saw pitcher. Stanford just collapse to OU's whim. And I'm not saying it was like they won like, well, they do run rule lots of people, but the idea is like, have you guys ever seen Over the Top? Over the Top? I feel like I've heard it. I don't think I've watched it. Over the Top's a movie from the 80s. Sylvester Stallone's in it. High-level synopsis. He's a truck driver, and he's wanting to change things for his whole family. Is it where he does the uh, arm wrestling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so, yeah, he's got kind of a strained relationship with his son, but then they come together, and it's a beautiful story. But he's losing... And he's about to lose. He's on the ropes, but always he just adjusts his grip and then blam, you're done. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It's uh, the same thing that OU softball does. They went 61 and one this year. 61 and one? Who'd they lose to? I think it was Texas Tech. It was Texas Tech? Yeah. Golly, dude. <laughs> I knew they so, were good this year, but yeah. I did not know how good yeah. they were. And, so, and apparently, like the OU gymnastics, I think the women that, won the national championship. I think two, two times. years in a row. This is, wow. I think, a repeat type yeah. deal. So when you're know. winners, you just get used to it. Well, I, I hope it's football this <laughs> yeah. season too. Yeah. Last Big Twelve season. Oh, it is. That's right. That's right. That is exactly right. So, okay. Well, we are done with this one, Spencer. Since I signed us on, do you want to sign us off? Absolutely. Thank you for joining us with another installment. We hope you enjoyed all the talks about NIL. Hopefully we got something better for you next time. Thanks, Spencer.
And that brings us to the end of another show. For more information on today's topic or previous show topics, visit our website at bccounselorsatlaw.com. While there, feel free to let us know what future show topics you'd like us to cover. On behalf of Mike, this is Spencer, and we thank you for listening. And remember, it's always our goal to provide easy-to-understand legal info to help you, your family, and your business here on the BC Counselors Legal Group.